Uh, gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of A Chat with Gailey. It is me, your host, Marcus Gailey. Week three is in the books, and uh, we got a very special guest today. Joining us is the commissioner of our league from the beautiful city of Cleveland, Ohio. Let's bring him in here. All right, Tro, you're live, baby. What's happening, Gailey? Nothing much, man. I, uh... I said you're in the beautiful city of Cleveland, Ohio. wonder how that's going to be uh, received in the chat. That's fair. You know, I've been here for a little while now. It's the uh, the dog days of college athletics currently, but nothing that talking a little fantasy football won't, uh, won't get me through. So I've been thinking of this take. I feel like Cleveland and Pittsburgh hate each other so much because it's virtually the same city. Do you agree with that, yes or no? Uh, I would agree with it very much uh to quote our good friend Keith smith he considers cleveland black pittsburgh (laughs) see i can't comment on that because i haven't been there enough but i did have now i think about it several teammates in college from like inner city cleveland and all the pittsburgh dudes were white so yeah, it's just a little bit more of a uh, diverse demo up here in Cleveland, but in terms of the actual people that live here, we're pretty much the same. Gotcha. Two uh, borderline Midwest towns, but, you know, all things considered, could be worse. Okay, let's, uh, let's waste no time. Let's hop right into the scoreboard. Uh, big scoring week for a lot of teams here. Um, let's just go through the list. And I'll let you start. Go ahead and pick whatever game you want to start with, and we'll zip through the Week 3 matchups. I like it. Uh, Let's just get the worst game of the week out of the way. We'll go to uh, Breezy versus Kai. Breezy gets the win, 167 and change to Kai's 40 points. Um, I don't even really want to speak on Kai's team all that much. Uh, we all know what he's doing. It's a full tank season for him. He's doing it in the right way, I will say. Uh, he's stockpiled some picks, uh, but I do not see Kide making a move from last to competitive anytime soon, uh, and I'll just leave it there. Uh, Breezy, on the other hand, he had a fantastic week, 167. Uh, across the board, pretty much consistent play. Uh, Josh Allen good turnaround week against a bad Washington team uh, 21 Zach Moss what, 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 what's he at right now he's got to be a uh, you know high RB2 he's RB13 in PPR right now 22 points and he missed one we'll week what, too yeah exactly we'll see what happens if uh, Jonathan Taylor gets back after coming off the pub uh, Josh Jacobs had an okay game against the Steelers no touchdown the boost his record but 11 this is where it gets interesting for breezy moving forward the mike will injury is going to hurt his team a lot um he definitely has some injuries hopefully getting uh johnson back in a few weeks will bolster that uh flex position in the wide receiver room but uh travis kelsey consistent 19 points seems to be his floor and then other than that he's got pretty solid flex plays miles sanders 17 Carry 10. Robert Woods with a pedestrian six, but uh, Breezy's going to be in it for the long haul. 
167 is a fantastic score, and you're going to win about, I'd say, 80%, 90% of your matchups if you're putting up that number. Yeah, very well said. Um, it is going to be interesting to see how that plays out without Mike Will and Deontay Johnson. Uh, I think in our league, it's really hard to find teams that have three reliable flex plays every week, and those teams who do are some of the top teams. Everyone else is usually struggling to fill at least one spot. And due to injuries, it seems like Breezy will now be joining that club. But his core is very good. And I think that will keep him afloat for a while until he gets some help with Johnson coming back off the IR. Uh, I agree with that. A couple people that we didn't even mention on Breezy's team. Breezy healthy is going to be scary. Uh, Eckler hasn't played since week one. And then let's not forget the fact that he had A-Chain with a 50-burger sitting on his bench. Uh, If A-Chain and Eckler come back and A-Chain continues to be a point of emphasis in that offense, uh, he has some depth that a lot of teams don't have in this league so it might be a couple rough weeks uh in the immediate future for breezy but long term this year i think breezy is uh easily a uh, top team in this league i agree just hope that i beat him in week five because that's my rival uh moving on let's just do your matchup this might be the highest scoring matchup of the week in terms of both teams involved so you get the win over the newcomers, UB and Dan, by a score of 172 to 146. Looking at the matchups here, you gain an 11-point advantage out of the quarterback spot with Deshaun Watson with a respectable showing of 21.16 to Justin Fields, 10.5. Um, you know, the Bears have looked really bad. I don't know that people were expecting them to look like this. I thought... I was drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit. I thought they were going to be at least somewhat improved from last year, but it's actually gone in the wrong direction. So that is not what they want to see out of their quarterback. Uh, Going to the running back matchups here, uh, 10 points from Bijan. The whole Falcons offense didn't really get anything going against Detroit. Uh, And then 19.6 from James Conner. He's been super reliable the last year and a half or so. Um, that's been about kind of where he's sitting is in that 15 to 20 point range. So he's going to be a solid contributor for you moving forward. Uh, Kenneth Walker over here with 30.6 points. He scored twice again. I think he has five touchdowns through three games, which is incredible. Don't know if it's sustainable, but they'll sure enjoy that now. And then Brees Hall down here with 3.7. Pretty much the whole Jets offense kind of disappeared after Rodgers went down. So they're going to be rough from a fantasy standpoint to start anyone on that offense. Going to receivers, uh, 15 from Kirk and 12 from Puka Nakua. A little down game from him. I think the Rams were 0 of 10 on third down, something like that. So uh, just tough sledding all around. Uh, Devontae Adams drops 42 on the Steelers. He had 20 targets, two touchdowns. Uh, Great performance from him. Uh, T. Higgins forgot how to catch for an evening, only four for him. Usually don't see that from him. He's pretty sure-handed, uh, so that was a weird one for sure. Don't know that it would have mattered, the outcome anyways. Uh, he would have had to make up some 28 points or something like that, but um, nonetheless, rough week from him. Expect him to bounce back sooner rather than later. Tight ends, 13 from Hawk, 8.7 from Kyle Pitts. Uh, single digits again It's pretty much where he lives. And then going to the flex plays for you, you had 13 from DJ Moore, 
Mike Evans with 17, then Keenan Allen with 18 receptions for 215 yards, and also a 49-yard passing touchdown, which I didn't even see. I'm going to have to go find that replay somewhere. Um, just an incredible performance when you're matching up with the likes of Tank Dell. Although he had an Im- impressive performance with 25.5, Godwin with 8 and Burks with 1.5 weren't able to get it done, and you're able to win pretty comfortably here. Yeah, I definitely was getting a little bit nervous watching Sunday Night Football as Devontae Adams threw up 40 on my head. Uh, 20 targets in that game. Jimmy G basically just peppered him with the ball the whole time. Um, But overall, you know, I can't be mad with a team putting up 170-plus for the second straight week. Uh, As I said in the chat yesterday, if Puka gets in the end zone on that uh, late play on Monday Night Football instead of getting tackled at the two, I uh, steal high score from twos this week, but again, I can't be mad. Uh, team's been consistent to start. Um, I'm interested to see some decisions that Dan and UB have to make moving forward. Justin Fields is tough not to start because at any point you can break off a 70-yard touchdown run. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with C.J. Stroud kind of emerging, is that a potential start? It- it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, they're obviously out a couple studs in Saquon and JT. You know, similar to Dan's brother Breezy, this team's kind of dealing with the early injury bug, but uh, it seems as if those injuries won't be long-term. So again, another a couple teams here that, for myself, I hope I'm in it for the long run, and uh, Dan and UB, I also imagine they're going to be in it uh, not only this year, but for years to come. All right, go ahead. You got the next one. Pick whatever you want. Uh, all right, I will uh, go down to your matchup. Uh, we have twos who, you know, as he matches up with you, decides to put up a high score of the week. It's pretty much par for the course when Daly gets matched up with anybody at this point. Yeah, I do. Um, I did just check today. I am uh, the highest points against through three weeks. So It's uh, pretty much the least surprising thing <laughs> I've heard. So twos wins the matchup 177.5 to 112.9. Uh, started off at quarterbacks. Uh, Daly's now just traded away Jordan Love, uh, which a trade that I like for Daly's team personally with AR on the bench and Kyler as well, correct? Yeah. Yep. You got plenty to work with there. Uh, Justin Herbert outscores Love 29 to 24. Uh, Herbert had a great week, 405 passing yards, uh, three touchdowns. Uh, he's a stud. Going to the running backs. Uh, pretty even matchup here. Damian Pierce, 14. James Cook with 13 for twos. James Cook has had a, a very good start to the year. Um, I think the difference between him being a RB1 and an RB2 is going to be those blue line touches. Allen's going to steal a lot of those touches, and uh, James Cook may only have single-digit touchdowns on the year, which is going to cap his overall uh, value. But a good start uh, for you, Gailey. Mix in with 14, uh, got in the end zone. And Najee with a rather pedestrian six and a half. Um, 19 carries for 65 yards. Uh, the Steelers' offense is just so inconsistent. It's uh, frustrating to watch as a fan, and I'm sure it's frustrating to watch as a Najee owner. Uh, moving down to the wide receivers, we have twos with Zay Flowers and Ridley, 13 and seven, respectively, there. Uh, Zay Flowers has emerged as an early favorite in targets for Lamar. He had 10 targets on the day, 
eight catches for 48. Calvin Ridley, uh, a weird day for the Jacksonville offense. Couldn't really get anything going against a uh, questionable Houston team. They ended up getting blown out by 20. But Ridley only ends up with seven. Um, Debo continues to shine for you, Gailey. 25 points and a touchdown on 129 yards. Uh, MT has been rather consistent with the uh, low double digits on the year. He's getting you know anywhere from seven to ten targets, which is about what you would expect from 30-year-old MT with a lot of the offense, but uh, for sure a startable guy every week. Um, and then we kind of start to see the separation here, starting at the tight ends. Uh, Laporta has really come on as a rookie. We don't see this very often from rookie tight ends, but 22 points in your third week is incredibly impressive. Eight catches, 84 yards, and the score. Waller has been uh, not a great uh, player to start the year. He had some drops, Daniel Jones and him. You know, there was a lot of talk coming out of the offseason about Waller in this offense, but it hasn't clicked so far. Uh, if he stays healthy, though, I, I have a hard time believing he won't be at least the top 10 tight end. Um, separate from this matchup, but, you know, I'm definitely kicking myself now about letting twos take Laporta and me taking Mayer, but my tight end room is uh, okay for the most part, but that's besides the point. Continuing on, we'll look at the flexes, and this is really where the separation happens and where twos ends up earning the high score. Uh, Mostert with 45 points, four touchdowns on the day, one of two Dolphins running backs with four touchdowns. Uh, that's not going to happen to anybody else besides Gailey. <laughs> Uh, Two's also gets 13 from Judy, eight from Lockett. Uh, on the other side, Gailey, your flexes did not necessarily come to play. You did have Hollywood, who got in the end zone with 17. But uh, Josh Reynolds, after a great two weeks to start with 12 and 23, you just yeah. put him in the lineup. Thanks. And he gives you a goose. Appreciate that. Uh, Shahid had, what, it was the punt return touchdown? Yeah. He is uh, electric with the ball <clears> in his hands, but... Uh, once Jameis kind of got in that game, he really didn't see any opportunity for targets. Uh, Tuz has done a really good job over the last year plus of upgrading this team. Uh, 177 points from anybody is a great week. And uh, he earns himself the highest score, moves to 2-1 and one on the year. Uh, Gailey, you fall to 1-2. and two. Uh, I don't see your team being out of it at all. Again, you got to wait for K-Makers to hopefully get over to the Vikings and solidify himself as a guy there i do like your depth across the board uh and you just added uh warren for a little more depth but uh Tuz's team is uh kind of making an arrival statement here so i'm impressed with Tuz's performance to start the year yeah his team has looked really good uh he's pretty deep too like he's got a lot of playable guys on the bench here like zay jones is hurt waddle was hurt tutu and dobbs both in the upper teens, like he's got some guys that he can rotate in. Uh, and that's going to be very important come bye weeks. So yeah, I agree. He's done a good job and um, finds himself at two and one in the weekly high score. Yeah, he's kind of set himself up for success in the future as well. You know, he's got Tua and, uh, and Herbert, you know, those are two easy top 10 quarterbacks when Tua is head is on straight. Hmm. Uh, and like you said, Waddle not even playing and still putting up 177. That's a wide receiver one. And we'll see if Jamison Williams, uh, once he comes back from suspension, can kind of insert himself into a relatively high-powered uh, Detroit offense. So, uh, Tuz, I'm impressed with what you've done, my friend. 
Let's move to another game. We got the defending champion, King County, taking on the Clowns. AC gets the win here, 136 to 107. Quarterback matchup, Mahomes takes the edge here, 25.6 to 19.88 to Jalen Hurts. Uh, he did get another rushing touchdown. That's going to help pad his stats for sure. That's what he does. That's why he's a highly rated quarterback. So that is what he does. continue to expect that moving forward. Uh, running backs here, nine from Gibbs to four and four from Algier, over to 22 from McCaffrey and 15.8 from Pacheco. A uh, big advantage to AC there. Going to receivers, ended up being a wash, uh, 18.4 from Olave and six from Slayton, over to 15.5 from Myers, 5.4 from Collins. Kind of weird to see him have a down week when Houston scored 37 points, but, you know, the NFL is a weird a weird beast, so you'll have that sometimes. It was uh, it was Tank Dell week for Houston. Yeah, he had like 25 or something like that, so I guess that's where most of his targets went. Uh, going to the tight end matchup, uh, Eric gets the advantage here, 13.7 from Evan Ingram to 2.3 from Kincaid. And then flex plays, 13.7 from Josh Downs, 3.3 from A.J. Dillon, and 10 from K.J. Osborne. And then 24 from Mari Cooper, 6.8 from Devonta, 8.5 from Javante, and then kickers, 6 to 11. Uh, I don't know who AC's got, the Dallas guy, Aubrey or whatever. Um, I don't know. Not AC's best week, but he does enough to get the win, and uh, he improves himself to 3-0. and Exactly. Uh, you know, I think the only thing that could set AC's team back from a deep run in the playoffs is that Kelsey trade. Uh, he did it, you know, coming off of a championship, so I understand exactly why he made the move. Uh, but Kincaid and Dolchich are, you know, he's got five tight ends in this roster. I'm not in love with any of them. But uh, top to bottom, his team's very good. He's going to be in it. Uh, Eric, on the other hand, I think, Eric will be right around the high 110s for the majority of this year. Uh, we, we've talked to great lengths about the decision-making of Eric, and I think Max said it, or you said it well last week. Uh, I don't think anybody's entirely sure of what Eric's strategy is right now, if he's trying to contend or rebuild. Uh, he's kind of stuck in the middle there, so we'll see what happens with his team moving forward. But he's got some good rookies, and... Uh, yeah, like I said, we'll see what happens moving forward. All right, we got two games left, I believe. Uh, Troy, you take the next one, and then I will finish it up. All right, I will let you wrap up with what turned into the game of the week, and I will take Timmons versus the Dumpies, uh, Boyd and McGinnis. Boyd and McGinnis get the win here, 160.98 to Timmons' is 116. Uh, Dumpies move to 2-1, and one. Timmons falls to 1-2. and two. Uh, quarterbacks here, Timmons starts Baker with a uh, pedestrian 10 against a uh, very good Philly defense. And uh, Kirk Cousins continues to uh, do well to start his season with 25 against the Chargers, uh, albeit a late interception cost of a couple points. Uh, moving on to running backs here, Timmons wins this matchup. Pollard with 15, uh, Jerome Ford with 19. Uh, Jerome Ford will be a nice addition to Timmons' team moving forward with the uh, Nick Chubb injury, who somehow only tore his MCL. Yeah, I saw that there also was some ACL damage, but I guess it wasn't fully torn. I don't know what the, like, they might get in there for surgery and decide to repair it as well. I don't know, though. I was very surprised after, like, seeing 
the video, obviously. Uh, I Like, I can't believe there was no fracture or anything else, too. That's wild, but uh, I guess we won't truly know until the surgery's done. But that's great news for him. I um, was definitely not expecting that. No, I, I fully agree with that, especially to a knee that had already been uh, surgically repaired in his college days. Um, but again, good news for Nick Chubb and uh, actually for the Dumpies as well. Uh, Dumpies running backs, on the other hand, ETN with 17. Solid game. If he uh, can catch four or five passes a game, he's going to be a great running back. Uh, Gus Edwards, on the other hand, with uh, just five points, going to be tough with these Baltimore running backs. Lamar running the ball a lot. Uh, the separation started at the wide receiver position. Jamar Chase with a little bit of a get-right game. Uh, 12 catches for 141, 26 points showing. And Pickens with four for 75, 11 points. Uh, for the Dumpies, Justin Jefferson continues his uh, dominance. 27 points on 149 and touchdown. He is the epitome of consistently elite. Uh, Amon Ra with 19, nine catches, 100 yards. Another just target hog. Uh, the tight end position, Timmons gets nine from Ferguson. Solid showing by a uh, tight end there. And Booth ends up getting in the end zone for 13. Uh, and then the Dumpies kind of get lucky here at the flex position. Uh, they get two points from Ertz and two points from Josh Kelly. But then end up with a 31 bomb from Adam Thielen. Uh, Andy Dalton managed to make him fantasy relevant for a week. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Bryce Young. If they kind of slow play him back, let him kind of wash for a little bit and learn the offense a little more. Uh, on the other side, Garrett Wilson with nine for Timmons, Drake London with five, and Rashad White with seven. Uh, these were all young guys that Timmons was hoping would have breakout years. Uh, Wilson with the Rodgers injury has been kept in check. Drake London with Arthur Smith has been kept in check. And Rashad White being a little bit of an undersized back, uh, definitely a pass catcher, but uh, I, I don't necessarily see him being as a true uh, three-down back with just a you know a little bit of a capped ability as a as a true RB one in an offense that is uh, led by Baker Mayfield. But uh, as I said, Dumpy's moved to two and one. Timmons falls to one and two. Uh, I think these teams are pretty even overall. Dumpy's dealing with some injuries, obviously. Um, but I think both of these teams uh, probably will end up in the playoffs, but uh, depth could hurt, hurt them both moving forward. All right, let's wrap it up with the game of the week. Team Cap was definitely on upset alert. They pull out the win, 133.18 to 131.76. And it ultimately came down to the final game where... Zach McPherson gets 18 points and wins team cap the game in the most unlikely outcome. Um, 18 from the kicker somehow washed Max's 18 from his kicker. And then Kyron Williams, unfortunately, just wasn't able to get it done. I uh, thought he would have had a few more carries. They didn't really seem like they were interested in running the ball. And Stafford missed him on a few checkdowns. It ended up being the difference. Feel bad for Max. Thought he was going to pull that one out. But, uh, you know, just a, not the luckiest person. Just continues to stay unlucky. And, you know, unfortunately, he drops to 0-3. He had some good performances throughout his lineup. 16 from Kittle, 16 from Pittman, uh, 14 from Swift. Team Cap had a big week from Lamar. He had two rushing touchdowns. But 
Other than that, like this was the week to get them. They only got two from Henry, seven from Stevenson, seven from Andrews, and a goose from Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, but still pull it out the end with an 18 bomb from the kicker. So I know Max is probably pretty frustrated about that one, and rightfully so. Yeah, that's more than fair. I was texting Max a little bit on Monday night throughout this matchup. Uh, exactly what you said. Kyron Williams probably missed three or four points at least on some checkdowns, and if those connect, he gets the win. Uh, definitely a frustrating 0-3 start for Max. Um, but a team that I expect to bounce back as he gets a little bit healthier with Kamara coming back this week uh, and Cooper Cup, who we've heard very, very little about, uh, hopefully coming back in the not-so-distant future for Max as well. Uh, team cap, I think the concern here is their running back group. Um, their team top to bottom is elite. They're going to be at the top uh, for this year. But if Henry is not uh, a true RB1 in terms of fantasy, uh, they may struggle to make a deep, deep championship run. Uh, Stevenson will get right, but, you know, he dropped a couple balls. But uh, get Aaron Jones back, and this team is going to be just fine, I think. Yeah, I agree. Let's uh, move to the standings here. Uh, bold move, Cotton Division. Trail, you find yourself at the top with the slight edge and point scored over Breezy. And not slight edge, you're up by like a pretty good margin there. But you're 2-1, and one, followed by Breezy at 2-1, and one, and then Eric at 1-2, Kaib at 0-3. Uh, the Mutt Division, you got AC up top at 3-0, and o, followed by Twos at 2-1. and one, And then uh, Dan and Yubi at 1-2, and two, and Timmons at 1-2. and two. And then the Brohio Division, you got... Uh, team cap up top at three and zero, followed by the Dumpies at two and one, myself at one and two, and then Max at zero and three. So that wraps up last week's matchups. No power rankings this week. That will be next week, as we do every other week. So let's move to a new segment in which I titled Gator Promise after Tim Tebow and the new Netflix documentary Swamp Kings. I just watched it last week, so it was fresh on my mind. Most of you know after Florida lost to unranked Ole Miss. Tim Tebow took the mic and made his famous speech, the Gator Promise. No one will ever work as hard as I did. No team will ever work, blah, 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 whatever. What are we promising to you? We are promising to you one set-in-stone thing for fantasy week four, what is going to happen. Tro, do you have one off your head, or do you want me to go first? Because I got mine. You go first. I'm weighing my options between a couple, but uh, I'll, I'll let you lead this second off. All right, so I'll start it off here. As we know, Tampa Bay is playing New Orleans this week, and it is what some are calling fight night between Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans. Uh, These games are always heated. It seems like those guys are always throwing hands at each other. It happens every year. And I did some research, and I bought myself a point here. I was going to say 10, but I've seen three matchups in the last two years where Evans ends with like 10.4 or 10.9 or whatever. So I bought myself a point. My Gator promise this week is that Mike Evans has under 11 fantasy points. I'm trusting the trend here. It's happened numerous times over the last five or six seasons. And uh, I'm rolling with it. That's my lock for this week. And now that I said that, he'll probably have 30. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. I uh, I have to make a, a quick callback to the Gator promise. Um, you guys know that Gailey and I grew up together playing video games in the basement nonstop. And the Gator Promise was something that uh, the two of us and Brooks Wilding uh, referred to often. 
uh, we'd be playing, whether it was Mario Kart or Wii Sports, one of us would go down and we would make Gator promises, being like, I promise that I will win this Mario Kart race on Rainbow Road. <laughs> then inevitably you'd fall off the map about 12 times and come in last. We did. I forgot about that. We did used to rip that all the time, the, the Tim Tebow Gator promise. And yes, it usually was about Mario Kart or another forgotten game, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Great one. Absolute great one on the Wii. Elite game. Uh, so I'm going to come in. It's not going to be player specific for my Gator Promise, but I'm going to give you two of them. Uh, my first Gator Promise of the week is going to be that Braden Kai will eat onion number three this week. Uh, his team is terrible. They are not scoring over 90 points. He will eat onion number three this week. It, it's not the hottest take. He's only projected 75. Uh, but but I will put my my stamp on the fact and my Gator promise on the fact that Kybe will eat his third onion this week. Uh, my second Gator promise uh, goes to Eric Wharton uh, with a one fifteen point nine projection. My Gator promise is that Eric will outscore his projection. Uh, this kid, time and time again, manages to find some fantasy luck, and I believe that trend will continue. Uh, Patrick Mahomes will have an okay game against the Jets. Uh, Jamar Gibbs bounce back game. And Eric will, Gator promise, outscore his projected total of 115.9. See, I like those both. I like the fact that you went with teams in our league as opposed to fantasy players. And I really like both of your picks. I, I, uh, I think there's a very good chance that both of those will come through. Uh, but tune in. We'll, we'll know next Tuesday or next Monday night. Um, but okay, let's move to another segment. So I'm going to save the way too early playoff bracket for uh, near the end. And we'll do a segment that was actually Tro's idea. It's called What Happens First, where he's going to give me four scenarios and I have to rank them on what happens first in order from one to four. Exactly. So uh, this is a uh, segment that I will say I absolutely stole from the podfather, maybe the OG podfather, Bill Simmons, uh, not our podfather, Marcus Gailey. Uh, But as Marcus said, I'm going to give him four different uh, possibilities, and I want him to rank them one through four in order of which they will happen. So the first one is going to be Sean Payton, and the Denver Broncos bench Russell Wilson. The second one will be that the New York Jets bench Zach Wilson. The third will be that Brandon Staley is fired as the Chargers coach. And the fourth will be that Kyle Pitts scores a touchdown. So between those four, the two Wilson oh, quarterbacks boy. being benched, Brandon Staley being fired, and Kyle Pitts scoring a touchdown. Which one happens first? What happens second, third, and fourth? What do you think? Um, this is tough. Who do the Falcons play next week? Do you know? Off the top of my head, let me look. They are in uh, London, correct, against the Jaguars. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, boy. Um... So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Zach Wilson benched first. I think that comes sooner rather than later. Their offense has just not been able to get anything going at all, and 
If they drop another game, they're going to have to make a change. I don't see them winning this week either against the Chiefs. So whether it's after this game or after the next one, you know, I think we know what he is at this point, and that's not a very good NFL quarterback. So I think that's coming probably before week six or seven. So I'll, I'll rank that first. Uh, two, I'll put Kyle Pitts scores a TD. I think it's going to happen within the next three weeks. And I don't foresee Russ getting benched, which is my number three, until probably week nine or ten if they continue to lose. They simply just gave up too much money – or, sorry, too much, too many picks and are paying him too much money, I think, to yank him this early, even though they've looked terrible. He's actually done okay. Like, their defense just gave up 70 points. That's not really on him. But to be 0-3 – uh, to expect him to be a franchise guy, that's tough. So I have that at number three. And then four, I have Staley fired because it probably should have happened about two or three separate times by now in the last, what, three years he's been the coach. And if they haven't done it yet, I don't know when that's coming. So for that reason, I'll put him last. I think that's all pretty fair. Uh, I think if I was going to rank these fully out of uh, – self-help i'd have Pitt scoring a touchdown being the first a guy with top five top whatever nfl draft capital scoring a touchdown should not be that freaking hard <laughs> um second i'm going russell wilson gets benched i don't think sean payton has any allegiance to russell wilson at all uh i think russell wilson you know i, I heard a good comparison to uh uh What's his name? Who was the NBA player? Was it Darren Williams, who just kind of fell off a cliff out of nowhere? Uh, that sounds right. Uh, it doesn't really make sense why Russ has not been elite, but he just looks slow out there. And I think that they will move on to Jared Stidham uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, at three, I'll put Zach Wilson. I think the Jets are a little bit handcuffed with their decision at quarterback. Um, they don't have a ton to work with in season. If that Aaron Rodgers injury had happened during the preseason or camp, uh, I think it'd be a no-brainer that there'd be another quarterback in that room right now. But bringing in the likes of Trevor Simeon, to me, uh, says that they don't have a lot of firm plans moving forward. And then I'll put Staley at four. Like you said, if they haven't moved on from him now, I don't think they will make an in-season move. Uh, So that just seems like the least likely outcome. Yeah, I agree. Well said. Kyle Pitts... Theoretically, should be the easiest one to score first, but he's allergic to touchdowns. And Arthur I think Smith. He's got four in his NFL career. And this is his third season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy for someone. Someone taken in the top five. You know, you just hate to see that. But hey, here it is. We're talking about it. It is what it is. So let's go ahead. We'll do our spreads next. Spread it out. Uh, I don't really know. Let me see if I can pull up what I did last week. Max, I'm sure will update. Uh, here we go. He'll update like he always does. So I don't know my record. I'm pulling it up. I went one and two again. I only got New England right. I think I was one and two. So that puts me at two and whatever on the year. Uh, I don't know what he picked because I didn't write it down. But we were tied going into this week. So as long as Max at least got two, the guests will be above me. So uh, without further ado, Tro, why don't you go ahead and read your three spreads and then i will follow suit 
I can do that. My first one is going to be the Miami Dolphins plus three. Uh, it seems like it's going to be a good weather game in Buffalo this weekend. The fact that they are going up to Buffalo and getting some warm weather uh, is going to be beneficial to the Dolphins. Uh, I think that Buffalo defense is good, but I think this Dolphins defense with a healthy Tua is elite. Uh, I think if Buffalo wins, they're going to squeak out a win. But uh, I honestly like the Dolphins as an underdog money line straight up, so I will gladly take their plus three. My second one is going to be the Eagles minus eight hosting the commanders i think you're going to see this commander's offense struggle mightily when they play good defenses which the eagles have uh i think the eagles offense will be able to score points on that commander's defense the strength of that commander's defense is the d line and the eagles o line is elite uh, so it's a strength on strength kind of nullifies uh, what the commanders are good at so i love the eagles minus eight and my last one is going to be the Rams plus one and a half. They're going up against the Colts and go out into that game as one and a half point underdogs. Uh, I think Sean McVay is just a great coach. I think Matthew Stafford is an underdog. is a good pick. Uh, one o'clock kickoff. They are traveling over to the East, Eastern time zone, which is never easy. Uh, but, you know, the Colts are well coached, but I think they're a little bit of a fluky two and one. Um, and I will take the Rams and the points on that one. Very good picks. I uh, I really like the reasoning about the Eagles one, and that just makes me think, too, about how bad Denver's defense is because Washington hung 30-some on them, and then <laughs> the Dolphins just hung 70 on them. So I don't know what's going on in the Mile High City, but it's not good. Um, moving to my spreads here, I too have the Dolphins at plus three. Uh, good weather game, like you said. It's still early in the year to be going up to Buffalo, which definitely benefits them. But they just scored 70 points, and they're given three here. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they won outright, but I see this game probably being one possession either way. So if they lose by a field goal, it pushes. But I like the Dolphins with the points here. Another one, I'm actually going to take Pittsburgh minus three at Houston. Um, Houston's offense has looked pretty good up to this point, uh, other than week one when they played a really good defense in the Ravens, and they are going against a really good defense in Pittsburgh. They have a rough patchwork O-line down there in Houston, and I just don't see them handling the Steelers' front seven well at all. Um, I don't really think Houston has a great defense. Pittsburgh's offense, as we know, is not very good. But I think just defense alone, they'll be able to force some turnovers, get some positive field position, and I think they should be able to cover three. So I'm going to take that. And then uh, the last one, I will be taking the Chiefs minus 9.5. That's a lot of points. The Jets have a good defense. But, man, their offense is just hard to watch. I, I don't see them scoring more than... 10 to 16 points if they're lucky. Can the Chiefs get mid to high 20s? Probably, even against a good defense. So I like the Chiefs and the points there. I'll take them at minus 9.5. Did you see that throw that Patrick Mahomes made this week uh, down the right sideline? I think it was the Sky Moore. I saw one to Watt, Justin Watson. That was, was, it was Justin Watson. Yeah, I was watching that live. That was ridiculous. Well, does that once or twice. It seems like every week. That that dude is just absolutely incredible. Uh, I, I, I like your picks too. Sorry, I had to bring that up because that play was one of those 
you watch it happen and you're like, I think he might be the only human on the planet that can do that. Yeah, I was actually watching Red Zone at Juliana's and it was actually in a double box when it happened. And I was like, oh my God, like, because they weren't even really talking about it because Hanson was talking about the other game and then they showed the replay. He like scrambled around a little bit and then just like flicked his wrist and threw it on an angle and just dropped it in the bucket probably like 45 yards down the field. Yeah, that was nuts. I did see that play. Uh, I like that pick. I love the Steelers pick. Tunsil's a left tackle, correct? Yes. So, you know, I I think it's very understated uh, watching T.J. Watt rush from the left side against right tackles. Uh, The elite right tackles in the league, there's not a ton of them. Uh, So the fact that he doesn't have to be matched up against the likes of a guy like Tunsil, who is elite, uh, bodes poorly for C.J. Stroud. I think he will have a little bit of a welcome-to-league moment uh, rookie with T.J. Watt probably inevitably getting another sack, sack and a half against that team. So minus three. Seems like a low line, but uh, I think that's for lack of respect to the Steelers' offense so far this year. But again, good picks. So let's go. Let's move ahead to our final segment, which is going to be the way-too-early playoff bracket. Um, This is fun. You know, we've seen three weeks now, and what I mentioned to you before, I said, what, one is luck, two is a trend, and three is a pattern, or vice versa, something like two is a trend, three is a pattern. So we kind of have a good idea of what these teams are going to be looking like moving forward, uh, you know, barring any other serious injuries. But that being said, uh, I will just list my eight, and then, Tro, I'll let you list your eight as well. Uh, For right now, I actually have used the one seed back-to-back 170-point weeks, no signs of slowing down. Um, I could see you finishing at the top. I think it's going to be a close race between you and a couple of the other teams, but I have you up top. And then followed by AC at two. I got Team Cap at three. A couple nicks and bruises here and there. They should have probably dropped one this week. They unfortunately were able to come away with the win. So I could see them losing maybe like two or three games. Uh, it's going to be close between those top three. Um, but I think, you know, if Henry is still hurt, Aaron Jones' hamstring lingers, um, they might be drop a few once by week start to come. But definitely still a top three team. Uh, four, I have Breezy. Just kind of got to weather the storm until he gets some cavalry coming in with Eckler and Johnson coming back. Uh, five, I have the Glizzy Guzzlers. Same thing. A lot of people hurt right now, but no major, major injuries for them. I think Justin Fields will turn it around at some point from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, so I got them in the top five. And then final three teams, I got the Dumpies making the playoffs as the sixth seed, uh, matching them up with Team Cap in the first round. Seven, I think twos gets in as well. He's too deep, and his 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 core is playing very well. And then uh, eight, I think Timmons scrapes in the back door and uh, leaves myself, Eric, Max, and Kai out of the playoffs. That uh, all tracks pretty well to me. I uh, have relatively similar, uh, a little bit of changes. I have Team Cap getting the one seed. Uh, I think just overall talent is there. I think they're going to be hard. I think their floor is just very high, which will get them a lot of wins this year. I have Breezy coming in as the two seed. I think once he gets healthy, uh, he's going to be a scary team, to say the least. Uh, I have myself as the three. AC is the four. Uh, the second half, I have Dan and Yubi at five. I have twos at six. I have... Timmons at seven, 
and I have Max squeaking into the playoffs at eight. Uh, I have Max as a nightmare matchup for a one eight. I think if his team gets healthy, they are uh, absolutely capable of not only making the playoff run, but winning it all. And I think uh, he could be uh, very key for a playoff upset early in the year. Uh, that leaves me with, I believe, um, yourself, Kybe, the Dumpies, and was it Eric or Timmons? I forget. Uh, on the outside looking in. I think Eric, you left out. Yeah, Eric on the outside looking in, um, which seems to be a little bit apart from the course right now. But uh, Max, I do think you'll still get in the playoffs with an 0-3 start. And if you're an 8 seed, I would hate to see you in round one as a 1 seed. Very well said. Uh, it'll be interesting. I'll have to pull this back up in about 10 weeks when we see the uh, actual playoff picture and see how close we were. But um, let's go ahead. We will preview the matchups of week four. Uh, Tro, I'm going to let you go first because I have to go pee again real quick. Too much coffee, too much decaf. So uh, go ahead, just take the first matchup. I'll be back, and then I'll uh, reconvene and see what you said. So you can start talking, and I'll be back. Uh, that I can do. All right, the first matchup that I will look at is the matchup of the brothers. Connor Brennan versus Dan, the brother, and the Yubi. Uh, Breezy currently projected to win 142 to 129. Uh, this is going to be a pretty close matchup. Uh, both of these teams still dealing with some injuries, as we've uh, said quite a few times thus far, with Mike Will and Deontay Johnson both being on IR. Uh, and it looks like Eckler is hard to say if he's going to play this week. Uh, it could be a tough matchup for Breezy. Uh, I think the difference maker here will be, does Eckler play or does Saquon play? If one of those guys plays over the other, I will give the edge to that team. Uh, for the time being, I'm going to think that Eckler does play and Barkley does not. Uh, and so I'm going to trust the win percentages here, and I will side with Connor Brennan taking down uh, the Glizzy Guzzlers, Breezy moving to 3-1, and one. Dan and Yubi dropping to one and three, which I don't think anybody would have projected going into this year. Uh, as I wait for Gailey to come back from a quick bathroom break, I will go through what should be a pretty straightforward matchup. Uh, twos versus Kybe. Uh Twos projected 123 to Kybe 75. I don't think we need to talk too much about Kybe's team, as I've said before. Uh, I put the Gator Promise on the fact that Kai will get young for a third time this year, uh, I think twos wins this matchup relatively easily. Uh, welcome back, Gailey. Appreciate it. Through the uh, the Brennan brothers matchup, I said that I think the difference in this matchup will be does Eckler play or does Saquon play, and if one of those guys plays over the other, I'll give the uh, edge to that team. But I have Breezy currently edging out Dan and Yubi. And then I quickly went through uh, twos versus Kai because it's not much to talk about there. I have twos beating Kai. Yeah, I'm going to – I will also just pick twos. Um, sorry, Kai, but pr probably don't need to go into that matchup too in-depth. Uh, the Brother Bowl, here we go. Breezy's projected to win by about 12, 13 points. Um, 
quarterback matchups, I, I like Allen over Fields just with how the Bears have looked so far. Personally, from my just my perspective, I think Eckler has a much better chance of playing this week than Barkley. I think Barkley's probably going to miss at least this game and probably one more. So if, I'm, I'm going to assume that Eckler's going to play and Barkley is not, so that's going to be a big advantage to Breezy. Uh, receivers are, are pretty even here. And, uh, you know, tight ends, Hawkinson's been playing well. Uh, he's matching up against Kelsey, but, I mean, he's probably the one to keep it closest out of any other tight end at the moment. And then um, looks like Breezy is starting A-Chain and Zach Moss, as well as Miles Sanders to Tank Dell, Godwin, and Brees. Um, oh, I, the Jets' offense has just looked so bad. I don't know if I fully trust Brees. A-Chain's coming off a 50-point game. I, I don't obviously foresee him scoring that much again. I don't know really how much he's going to play. I don't know how many snaps he played last week. His snap share was 41%. So, I mean, even if it's like 50%, I, I see him probably like, unless he scores twice, like low double digits. I just don't. I don't think he's going to explode again on the road against a good Buffalo defense like he did. So I think this is going to be close, but because I'm banking on Eckler playing and uh, Barkley not, I'm going to pick Breezy this week. That is uh, pretty much exactly what I had. So, yeah, I agree with you there. We both are taking Breezy, and we both are taking twos. Let's go ahead. Let's do me versus Timmons, the mid-bowl. The bowl of mid. You can start it. I just pulled it up. Uh, projections, we have Timmons projected 127 to Gailey's 115. Uh, quarterbacks here, assuming that AR is out of concussion protocol, uh, this is a pretty even matchup. Uh, I'm going to give the edge to AR, actually, just because of the rushing ability over Jordan Love, the newly acquired Jordan Love. Uh, we, we see a little uh, inner matchup trade this week, so that, that, that'll be interesting. It could uh, come back to bite Gailey in the butt. If Love has a good Thursday night game against Detroit. But Most likely. Never... Yeah. <laughs> uh, running back matchups. We have Gailey with uh, Sleepy Joe and Najee Harris versus Timmons, Tony Pollard, and Jerome Ford. Um, all four of these guys are kind of uh, opportunity hogs. Uh, Pollard is really the guy that gets a lot of the touches there. Same with Mixon. Ford is going to see a lot of the touches, even with Kareem Hunt being out of that backfield. Uh, the same way Najee gets a lot of the touches, regardless of Jalen Warren being there. Uh, I honestly consider this pretty much a wash. Uh, Pollard explodes finally. Maybe that could give the edge to Timmons, but uh, I kind of washing these running back rooms. Uh, receiver matchup, uh, I'm going to give the edge to Timmons. Chase and Wilson versus Debo and MT. Uh, this really has more to do with Jamar Chase playing a bad Tennessee defense. Uh, I think he has an uh, opportunity to go off again. Uh, Garrett Wilson, we've talked about the Jets offense already a few times. Uh, just don't know what to expect there. Uh, Debo should have a good game. If anybody can keep somebody like Jamar Chase in check, uh, it'll be a Debo. Uh, and Michael Thomas, been consistent, but uh, we haven't seen a boom week or anything from him. So I will give the edge to Timmons here. Uh, tight end, Ferguson's been consistent, nine, 9 to 12 points. Uh, can we see Gailey with Waller finally break out? Um, this is, again, this is kind of a wash to some extent. Uh, this matchup's going to be close. Uh, moving on to flexes, Timmons with Pickens. 
uh, currently has Watson in there, who I do not think is supposed to play this week, and Elijah Moore uh, to Gailey's, Josh Reynolds, Sutton, and Hollywood. Um, assuming that Watson is going to end up being out of this lineup, I'm going to give the edge to Gailey here. Uh, Josh Reynolds has been a little inconsistent. Obviously, we just saw a goose egg in week three, but I don't see that happening again this week. Uh, Timmons is going to have to fill in probably Rashad White into that Christian Watson role, which is not a bad uh, addition. Uh, but this is going to be a tight matchup. The fact that Timmons is projected a double-digit win, I disagree with. If I was betting on the spread, I'd easily take Gailey in the points. Uh, and I'm actually going to take Gailey uh, straight up to go, move to 2-2 two and two and uh, move Timmons to 2-2. Two and two. So I have Gailey squeaking out a tight win to Timmons. Looking over the map, this is, this is a ridiculously close matchup when you look at it. I think it's ultimately going to come down to the flex plays. I think everything else is probably going to play out pretty even. And uh, I don't know what Watson's deal is. Like, he might play. I don't really know. It says he hasn't been cleared as of Tuesday. So well, the, uh, I read the Packers had a limited practice as a team on Monday going into a short week. Uh, but they did practice participant estimations, and Watson was listed as a non-participant in Monday's practice. Okay. Yeah, so if he can't go, yeah, if he can't go, that's going to help me a little bit. Corlin Sutton has actually been surprisingly decent this year. Same with Hollywood. Well, I wasn't expecting Hollywood to be quite good just yet with uh, Kyler out. But back-to-back 17 points, we'll take that. Elijah Moore gets a good amount of... Dude, this is going to be really close. I think... I feel like I should play Josh Reynolds again. I don't think that he's going to have a zero, and he was heavily involved in the first two games. So I don't know. I'm still deciding on him. We'll see. But it's going to be really close. Uh, I don't ever pick myself, so I'm going to pick myself this week just because I actually think I have a chance. It's going to be close unless... I get some nukes dropped on my head from Jamar and Pollard, but with uh, with your luck, that is probably what will happen. We'll both get this one wrong, but let's go, Keely. All in on uh, Zen for breakfast this week. I got a chance uh, against a uh, very even matchup with Ham and Cheese FC. All right, so three down, three to go. We got about five minutes, so we got to move quick here. Uh, let's do yourself versus Max. Um, Looks like Kamara's in the lineup against Tampa Bay. Don't know how much he'll play. Like, he'll definitely play, but I don't know what his snap share is going to be in his first game back. Uh, so I'd probably like your running back room a little bit more. Even with Connor playing San Francisco, he just gets a lot of volume. Could see him hawking a touchdown at some point. Uh, kind of tough quarterback matchups for both Watson and T-Law. So that I could see that watching. I like your receivers more at the moment for sure, especially without Cooper Cup. Um, oh, your your team is hot right now. You're back to back one seventy bombs, so I'm not going to pick against that, and I'm going to choose you this week. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'll choose myself as well. I'll take me to win over Max. Um, I think I get lucky in getting to face Max without Cooper Cup. Uh, insert him into this lineup and it's a different game uh, I think Camaro will be battling in a little bit of a timeshare this week I think 13 point projection uh, might be a little bit high but if he gets the end zone that'll easily be hit but uh, like you said I will uh, take myself over uh, Max and I believe we are uh, 
four for four so far, picking the same side. Oh boy! Uh, okay. Let's move into probably easily the matchup of the week. Uh, try to fly through this one, even though it's an excellent matchup. We have the reigning champs, King Cunny versus Team Cap. Uh, projection could not be closer. One forty point two nine for AC versus one forty point one two Team Cap. Uh, sleepers truly considering this a toss up. Hurts and Lamar, I will give the edge to Hurts. Uh, the running back room is where I think AC definitely has the edge. Uh, McCaffrey's a walking 20-burger. Uh, we'll see if Aaron Jones plays and if Henry can step back up. Um, but I have AC getting the edge in the running back room. Uh, wide receiver room, I don't think anybody is going to have an advantage over Team Cap. Hill and Diggs, I will take over Olave Cooper for AC. Uh, tight end is where I can see a difference being made here. If Andrews can uh, have kind of that breakout game of the year so far, he's only projected 10, but he hasn't gotten in the end zone yet, I, maybe once. Uh, if he goes back into what he was last year and gets 20, I could see that being a difference maker. Uh, the flex positions here are tight. Uh, IU, Devontae Smith, and Pacheco for AC versus CD, Henry, and Palmer for Team Cap. Uh, we'll see what Josh Palmer can do. If no Mike will, uh, will Palmer end up being that wide receiver too, or will they defer to the rookie, Quentin Johnson? Uh, this is going to be a great matchup. Uh, we'll be monitoring this one closely on Sunday. I am giving the edge to Team Cap in the three mat in the matchup of the Fritos. Yeah, this game is going to be insane. Looking down back and forth, I actually am going to pick against Team Cap, which I don't often do. Just looking at the lineup, I think they have a lot of challenging matchups, which could limit the usual ceiling of some of these players. Aaron Jones on a short week, don't know if he's going to play. Lamar's in a divisional game. Stevenson's playing at the Cowboys. Tyreek's playing at Buffalo. Just And CD's playing New England. So just not great matchups. And I think for that reason, AC might be able to squeak out a win. Like I'm talking like under five points. Like I think this is going to be... A crazy game, and I can't wait to see how it shakes out. we got about one minute left, so real quick, the last matchup, the Clowns versus the Dumpies. Uh, Dumpies currently have two empty flex spots. Those will obviously get filled. And uh, I don't know, man. They're they're scrappy, and they've continued to put up a lot of points, even without DeMont and Chubb last week. And uh, I'm not going to pick against a team that's fighting this hard. So I'm actually going to pick the Dumpies this week uh i'm gonna be right there with you with the two uh flex spots getting filled i think that they also pull out the win uh i imagine you could see a uh calvin austin getting filled into one of those spots uh which could be a lot of fun to watch against a uh average houston defense so i will take the dumpies as well all right boys there you have it that's all the time we have for today tro thanks for coming on always great to hear from the commissioner and uh boys good luck we will see you next week tro any final thoughts uh, nothing else. I appreciate you having me. It's good to be back on, and uh, it's been a great to uh, great start to the season, and uh, looking forward to the rest of it. All right, boys. Good luck, and talk to you next week.